I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Austin Gale joining us, Pro Football Focus, Senior Draft Analyst on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Again, I'm Bart Winkler, Ryan Horvat. Austin, interesting times. The draft is still going on as planned. To you, do you, I mean, it keeps you busy. It keeps us busy. You think that's the right move by the NFL, first and foremost? Yeah, I think it's going to make things difficult. But I think the NFL knows that if they don't, you know, if they if they show that they can, you know, move this back, then it's one domino to fall. That that's one step closer for the season being pushed back. And I think that's the last thing they want. I know it's an inconvenience. They said that in the memo to the NFL teams that this is not going to be easy for everyone to handle. However. You know, communication with technology where it is today, I think it's definitely possible. I think who it sucks the most for is the players, you know, because they think about this time, you know, every, you know, since they were trying to get this career, you know, as kids, and now they're not going to be able to shake hands with Roger Goodell and all those things. I think that's an unfortunate circumstance here. Austin, how many quarterbacks do you think go in the first round? Because I think, as you just said right there, I think it's the players that it's going to hurt the most. And I look at Tua, and is he going to be healthy enough to play as a rookie? Where do you see him going? How many quarterbacks do you think actually go in the first round? Because I could see it, you know, being that one quarterback selected and then Justin Herbert goes off the board and then everybody freaks out and trades up to try to get themselves a quarterback. Yeah, I think you're going to see four quarterbacks going round one. I know that may be a bit full, but I still think Tua Tungvaluwa, despite all the smoke that we've heard in you know recent weeks, does go inside the top five, if not the number two, number three overall selection, because I think he's just that valuable. I mean, talking to some people around the league and the, his agent, you know, he says 100% healthy. He says he can play this season. He can play right now if he wants to. Obviously, he's going to say that kind of boosts his stock, but I think part of me believes him. I think teams will believe him. I think it's going to be a fitting war between the Miami Dolphins and the Los Angeles Chargers to trade up and get him because he's that good. And then after Tua, I think you're going to see Justin Herbert and Jordan Love go in the first round, whether that's number 23, the Patriots, who are in a, <clears throat> excuse me, who are in a position to potentially tank for a quarterback in 2021 or kick the tires on Jordan Love or Justin Herbert. And I also wouldn't rule out the Las Vegas Raiders in the quarterback race at 12, or I think there are other picks at 7, no, 19, 12 or 19 to grab Justin Herbert or Jordan Love if they do like that, one of those quarterbacks. Talking with Austin Gale, Pro Football Focus, I've got the latest 
PFF mock draft up, and you can check out and subscribe PFF.com. There's been different mock drafts where I've seen the Packers take uh, different people. And in this specific mock draft I'm looking at, uh, there's been a linebacker, Kenneth Murray. It looks like in this mock draft he would be gone. I've even seen an offensive tackle, Ezra Cleveland, out of Boise State. In this particular mock draft, he'd be gone, as would Austin Jackson, USC, the tackle. Patrick Queen, linebacker, New Orleans Saints, in this mock draft from LSU. So there's linebackers, offensive tackles, where I've seen the Packers being mocked to take. And then at 30, uh, you guys have Denzel Mims out of Baylor to go to the Packers at 30. So it seems like if those guys aren't there, the Packers take a wide receiver. But if, if everybody's there, is wide receiver the best position for the Packers to take at 30? They let Brian Bulaga go. Maybe they go offensive tackle. Linebackers a need, although how much have Packers valued that position? If you listen to Blake Martinez, very little in the past. What is the best case, assuming that everybody's available that they would like at 30, what is the best case scenario for Green Bay at that position? Yeah, I think if Green Bay opted for offensive tackle or linebacker at 30, I think you're going to be reaching for positional position needs, you know, because I don't think there's going to be an offensive tackle worth that 30th overall pick. By the time they're picking, I think all the top four offensive tackles will be off the board by then, including Mekhi Beckton, Andrew Thomas, Tristan Wurst, Jedrick Wills. I even throw Josh Jones in the mix. I think top five offensive tackles will be off the board by then. I think Patrick Queen, Kenneth Murray, both really good players, but with positional value in mind, I think Blake Martinez saying you know that you know they don't value the position much is because it's not a super valuable position in today's NFL. I think receiver is going to be the best value fit for the Green Bay Packers. It's a need for them, opposite of Devontae Adams, and I think there's going to be very talented receivers at 30 overall. I think Denzel Mims at 30 would be a slam dunk pick for this Packers team. I'm not convinced he'll be there, but again, I think I think it would be very it would be a very good pick for them, Denzel Mims or Jalen Rager, Brandon Ayuk. They just need explosiveness of opposite of Devontae Adams so they can continue to kind of work with Andrew, uh, not Andrew Rogers, Aaron Rodgers to kind of tighten that window and take advantage of it. Austin, I've already talked myself into Justin Jefferson. I love him, and I know there's some questions, obviously, about his game, dominates zone coverage, and uh, I'm a huge fan of his, however. But do you see him falling maybe to 30? Do you see him going higher than that? I'm also just kind of wondering where he plays on the field because I watch a lot of LSU football, and he's on the outside, but I'm wondering, can he work out of the slot? Because I'm just trying to figure out what the Packers are going to do offensively, if they're going to move Devontae around a little bit, if they do get a guy like Justin Jefferson. But where do you see him going in the draft? Does Green Bay have any shot? And uh, what concerns you about him? Yeah, I think he, he definitely, they definitely have a shot at 30. I think he does go in the first round. Where he goes will be kind of up to the team and what, you know, what a certain team values the receiver position. The concerns with Justin Jefferson are simply that he's going to have to play in the slot at the next level. We've seen him play a majority outside receiver in 2018 and didn't have near the season he had in 2019. And I think in the slot, working against off coverage, being manipulative, being very smart route runner, running option routes. You heard Matt LaFleur, I believe, talking about what he wants in a slot receiver. I was listening to an interview recently. He says you want a slot receiver that's very, very smart. And that's exactly what Justin Jefferson is. He's a creative route runner that's very smart and knows how to find holes in zone coverage. That's very, very valuable. Separation ability, athleticism, short area quickness isn't as, you know, it is valuable, but not as necessary for the slot receiver position because you're running against so much off coverage. I think Justin Jefferson can have a ton of success as a slot receiver at the next level. I just don't know if I'm taking him over an outside receiver that can create separation consistently outside the hashes because it's just that much more valuable, that's much more rare. And that's why 
between Justin Jefferson and Denzel Mims, if both are on the board, I think the Panthers or not Panthers, Packers would be smarter to go after Denzel Mims. We're interested in Jonathan Taylor, obviously being Wisconsin Badger fans. Some mock drafts I see maybe a running back or two in the first round. Uh, this one I don't see any running backs in the first round. Is there a high probability of that, or is that more of a second round, early second round thing? It's honestly hard to predict what teams will do. I think there's a chance a running back goes in the first round, maybe DeAndre Swift, maybe De- uh, Jonathan Taylor. But, again, it's not something I would advise. I think this is not an, overall not a great running back class because I don't think the difference between DeAndre Swift, who will likely go inside the top 40 picks, and Clyde edwards Blair, the LSU running back that maybe goes late day two, day three, is not that different. And that's the whole reason for arguing against running backs in the first round because you can grab other rookie running backs Later in the draft, they can offer similar production. Rushing production in the NFL is far more dependent on supporting cast, opponent box count, offensive line, all these things, rather than the ability of the runner himself. I mean, obviously grabbing a very good pass-catching running back is rare, but again, I do not see it as a good good shot, a good decision to take a running back in the first round, largely because of that value is easily replaceable in later rounds. You know, going back to the quarterback position really quick, I'm really high on Joe Burrow just because I don't remember seeing a quarterback play with that much confidence. Like he, I don't know what it was from two years ago in that bowl game to kind of earning the respect of his teammates, but he's just such a confident guy. I think he's going to be a great pro, but looking ahead to next year's draft with Trevor Lawrence, who obviously can't come out, and hopefully there is a college football season this year, but... I was really high on him two years ago, and I still love Trevor Lawrence, and he kind of has like the Andrew Luck factor where he's going to be the number one overall pick. I'm guess we're all assuming that, but I don't know. He's just there's something about him where I think he makes some questionable decisions. He doesn't always take care of the football. Are teams really going to tank for Trevor Lawrence? And what are you seeing in his game that he needs to improve on for him to be, you know, an All Pro quarterback? Yeah, I think teams are going to tank in 2021, regardless of it's for Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. I yeah. think those quarterbacks offer, offer have a ton of talent and are going to be top five picks, similar to the current situation with Joe Burrow and Tua Tagovailoa. Tua, obviously, the injury confuses things or makes things a little bit more difficult to evaluate that player. But Trevor Lawrence has been good since high school. I mean, this guy's lost one football game, I think, in like eight years. He's done a very good job in, in, in staying calm in situations where you know, he does – or. He's done a very good job in working through ideal situations. A very good supporting Catholic Clemson, always a good offensive line. I think he had to prove something in 2020 to lock himself as this number one overall pick. He needs to play better through adversity. You saw the first case of adversity against LSU. It's the first football game he's lost, and I think you saw him fumble a little bit late in that fourth quarter. Small sample size, and you'd hate to put so much of your evaluation in a small sample size like the third, fourth quarter of that LSU game, but it was the first chance you saw Trevor Lawrence in adversity, and it did not look great. I think Trevor Lawrence needs to show that he can play from behind, show that he can play when the lights shine brightest if he wants to lock that number one spot. You know, Austin, it's a very different time in the world these days. Very interesting, of course, with everything going on. The NFL draft still scheduled for the end of the month. There would still be, you know, we'd be wrapping up some pro days, and there'd be ways for guys to move up and down the board. How, if you're a prospect, I mean, you can't really, you can't really move up or down the board. If you guys are kind of looking at things for the mock drafts, this guy could go there, this guy could go there. What do you base things on? Because we really, we don't. It's just kind of sit and wait period. I would think, right? We're just sitting and waiting for the draft at this point. 
Yeah, I think with mock drafts, sometimes the exercise is easiest to kind of think about like, you know, what you're hearing around from other analysts, from the players themselves, with team interest and those things. But I think for big boards and, and actually trying to rank these players, not much should change between now and April's draft. If things are changing, it's, you're finding out something off-field or medical checks and those things. I think with the current situation and the pandemic right now in the United States, I think it's very difficult for guys that did not get invited to the Combine and did not get confirmed medical checks to have all of the information available to these teams. And teams do not like drafting players where they don't have every piece of information possible. They need confirmed medical checks. They need all the athletic testing possible. They want to see this person, you know, meet this player in person. And if you don't have those things for a player, you're going to opt for another prospect, maybe a worse prospect in your evaluation, that you have more information on. You know he doesn't have a heart condition. You know he, you know what, what he's like uh, when you meet him in person. He had all his athletic testing done at the and all those things. Austin Gale, Pro Football Focus. Hey, we appreciate your time. We'll be in touch again, maybe either before or after. Good stuff over there at PFF, and stay safe. We'll talk soon. Of course. Thank you. Austin Gale joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Is your passion outgrown your home? A Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.